Welcome. Everything is fine. This is a Good Place Podcast, brought to you by Nerdy Things Pod Productions. We are the Nerdy Boys. I am Tim. This is Kevin and Jules. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. And you have found us once again. We are Everything is Fine, a Good Place Podcast, where we discuss every Monday NBC's hit TV show, The Good Place. We do an episode of our episode for an episode of every one of their episodes. Right now, we're in catch-up mode, where we will rejoin live broadcasting on September 27th when the season three begins, when none of us will know what's going on, and we'll just all be ready to guess and take some stabs at what the heck Michael Shore is cooked up next. <laughs> As it stands right now, Kevin and I have seen all of the episodes available, but Jules doesn't know what the heck's going on. So no. every episode for him is that just <clears throat> brain-melting thing that you all went through before. Or... If you're watching through for the first time with Jules, we are spoiler-free. So you will get your brain melted every time along with Jules the Human. So, Link, thank you guys for coming back with us again. And we start every episode with a callback to last episode. And last episode, the two of our main characters, Eleanor and Chidi, found their way to the medium place where Mindy St. Clair was. And apparently, it was the 15th time that they had taken that strategy in the 800-some-odd reboots. And Mindy's like, ugh, you guys are back again. <laughs> but guys, if you were Mindy, what would you do in this circumstance? Would you play along? Like, would you would you pretend this is the first time and just play along with the torture? Would you try and help them? Would you just have fun of your own? Like, what would be your whole game here? See, if I was in the medium place... See, I had, I had some thoughts. Maybe I can go against Michael. Maybe I can go and do my own thing. Maybe I can torture them my own way or something. But I'm already in the medium place, so I'm not that kind of person. Like, I'm already just meh about everything. And so I'm just, I don't know. What is there to do? There's no cocaine. Might <laughs> right. as well. So that's why you'd, you'd mess with them. Yeah. Like, I imagine the first time they show up, she's ecstatic. She, you know, she was naked when they first showed up and, and it was someone to talk to. She's been there forever. But I feel like since then, like the second time they showed up, she probably wouldn't know that they didn't know her. So she'd fuck that one up and they'd have to reboot it. Yeah. And I feel like after that, she'd be maybe the third time she'd do the same thing just out of confusion. But after that, she'd be messing with them. Well, she would totally be be like trying to get them to do we weird things or setting them up for sex acts i mean we saw that she recorded them like i i, I imagine that this could be a source of entertainment for her because all she has is cannonball run uh two and the making of cannonball run two and apparently she taped over one of them so i mean what do you do there yeah you have your well, she she masturbates a lot. Clearly, apparently, I mean, um, that's about it. You walked in on me masturbating. Definitely your favorite pastime. In on you while I was masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, first off, it was a little weird that out of eight hundred attempts, they only made it to her fifteen times. It, for that's a that's a I don't know a weird thing. But then also, they've only made it to her fifteen times, and she already seems annoyed of them. <laughs> uh, she's well, let's like, let's remember, Mindy St. Clair. She may be in the medium place. She is not a medium person. She no. was a pretty terrible person yes. who had one lucky idea and then someone else <laughs> executed part of her idea. It wasn't even her. Like, she had intentions of doing it, but she died. It was her money that went and did the good did stuff. The thing, so, yeah. 
she's right. really not she a good person. Gone through with it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I think so. I think what I would do is, I'd probably go back and forth. I think sometimes I would just have fun with it. Sometimes I'd try and help them. I'd like let's see if I can get them to pull one over on Michael, and let's see if I can help them. Other times I'd probably be. I'll convince them to stay here because I want company. And then other times I would just fork with them. I would just <laughs> try and I do my own Michael. I I do my own good place and I just try and mess with them, convince them that things were, oh yeah, stay here. Things are all good. And then I'd put like rocks under their, their uh, mattress or something, sure. you know, and then take them out the next day. So they'd be like, I don't understand. It was such a terrible night's sleep, but that, now it's fine. Like little pranks like that, just to just to entertain myself. You yeah. know, I would try and get them to think that this was the good place somehow. That they made it. That they won. <laughs> like the they got the golden ticket. Um, that all of it was a ruse, and this is actually the place. This is my house. Right. They get off the train. She's dressed like Janet. Yeah. Welcome. No, I don't see it working, man. <laughs> Well, there's definitely lots to be, lots of fun to be had there. Sure. So let's get into our news for the week. This is a peculiar one. It, the, Dax first shared this on his Instagram that Kristen Bell wears gloves in the pool. Oh, yeah. I've been looking at this picture for a while. I still can't make your heads or tails of it. What is this? So, so in, in her Instagram story last night, there was some. Um, light shed on it because apparently now Instagram stories lets you have people ask you questions and everybody's doing it. I don't think there's a person alive outside of maybe Kevin who hasn't invited people to ask some questions on Instagram. Hey, well, but people actually respond to mine. A lot of people are like, ask me things and I'm like, I don't care. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) So somebody asked her what the deal with the gloves was. And the, the, the deal is this. She... Well, Dax said something about her pruny fingers bothering her. She doesn't like to touch herself with pruny fingers. But she said she has a gag reflex when she touches wet skin. So, she does it for the protection of her children because she wants to swim in the pool with them. But, like, if they were drowning, she wouldn't be able to save them because she wouldn't be able to touch them. Uh I'm just picturing her gagging while lifting up a a drowning child. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, oh. Man, like wow, okay. That's I, I mean, is that like a phobia or something? Or uh, I mean, I've I never heard of, of it before, like but pruny yeah. stuff, but touching things with the skin on skin content. Okay, whatever. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's definitely peculiar. I'll give her I'll give her this. So I think her sister or her sister-in-law, somebody uh got her these gloves. So I'll give her this. She's definitely up for owning her, her and Dax both, they're definitely up for owning their own personality quirks and and kind of helping people normalize things that are not necessarily normal. And good on her for proactively thinking of a way she could save her child because, yeah, that would be a problem if you were so averse to that uh, interaction that you you couldn't help your, your, your kid. So that's pretty cool. But it's definitely a, a peculiar thing. There's no question about that. I, I'm looking at this Today article all about it, and then at the very end, they uh, sort of explain what the pruniness is supposed to do for the body, and I'm like, 
do we really didn't we all learn this didn't we all learn this uh what the pruniness was supposed to do for better grip on surfaces and stuff and i'm like okay. no i didn't know that so what really? enlighten me yeah and some of our other listeners enlighten me about okay, the pruniness. So scientists believe that part of their body uh wrinkles after extended exposure underwater to provide a better grip on surfaces um so yeah natural it's like better traction happen. yeah better traction on your feet better traction on your hands so that uh humans have adapted over time that underwater they can uh do things kevin you're a scientist does this <laughs> is this, this does this check check out for you I yeah this checks all the boxes this, i thought i sounds... learned that like in uh elementary school no this sounds that's... about right I don't feel like I grip things any better when I get pruny. I don't well, know. You not, know what? You're not gripping a whole lot of stuff on, in water. Uh, well, hey, so. hold on. Let's not <laughs> let's not extend this conversation there, please. Whoa. I'm going in the beach. I'm going down on the water later on today. I'm going to get pruny. I'm going to get <laughs> yeah. all pruny, and I'm going to start catching. like, sand. Yeah. Like, no. Try and climb rocks or something. It, it, it so, makes a little bit of sense. We've been playing a lot of football, so I'll see if I grip the football better when I got pruny hands. There you go. Do it's perfect. Do a All right. hey science experiment there. later, guys. Woo! I'm gonna oh, I definitely am throwing it like Bortles. I'm I've <laughs> lots of Bortles calls. I've been bordling it all over the beaches of Cape Cod. It's been fantastic. So yeah, that was this week's news, guys. Which brings us to the thing that everybody comes here for. We hear it in all the reviews and all the feedback. Everybody comes here for out of context quotes of the week. So Jules, kick it off. So I got one. This was a little interesting. Oh um, I don't know why this episode I didn't get a whole lot, but uh, here's one of them. <laughs> oh, get your mind out of the gutter, Eleanor. I was talking about my testicles. <laughs> <laughs> and they just It takes a while to get past the swinging bits, get used to the swinging bits. Yeah, and I, I don't know what he thought Eleanor was referring <laughs> to, but no, my testicles, come on. And each episode they keep adding to the, oh, they can say that? part of me because right. it's like weird that he can say testicles but that was my only quote hey that's a medical scientific term all right guess. kevin what do you got all right i have i always trust dudes in bow ties <laughs> uh eleanor your cocaine and escape train are ready oh boy <laughs> <laughs> and i've been thinking about this a lot over the last one and a third milliseconds <laughs> oh jeez, janet there was a lot of really good ones some some really quick ones like Oh, it really chaps my nips. <laughs> Can I play iPad? <laughs> what is that? That's what a kid says. Jesus. Exactly. He's a kid. Will the Jaguars oh. win the Super Bowl? Jason, I can't predict the future. But no. <laughs> no, they won't. I have like eight more Jaguars-related questions. <laughs> if I rescue four pathetic humans and then give them the puppy dog eyes... Maybe I'll get in. <laughs> it's possible, yeah. Uh, oh no, I died in Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Janet, get a train and fill it to the brim with coke. No, I don't want to live forever in a boring beige house with a horny coke head. <laughs> and I'm done. Oh my god. And oh, that was out that of context like such quotes the of place. the week. All right, Kevin, tell us what happened in this episode. All right. So 
In this episode, Michael joins forces with our heroes because Vicky has threatened to rat him out to Sean because the others aren't happy with the lack of progress. Everyone is trying to convince Eleanor to go along with it, but she gets bags of cocaine and a train ticket to the medium place. Then she realizes that Michael is pointing out to her that Chidi has always been there for her and always saved her. So it's on her to return the favor. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. So, yeah, we open up the episode ex- exactly where we left off the, the previous one. We, we actually finished a sentence and then continued it. And Michael is just trying to convince them to be part of his plan because it really chaps his nips that, that one of his subordinates <laughs> wanted to overthrow him. And basically, the leverage that he feels he has is that he can keep this whole thing going if they pretend, clearly, because they're not going to stop unless one of them figures it out, and that in between pretending to be ignorant, uh, bad place people, they can just live their life. They can do their ethics lessons, which he seems to think is something they enjoy, and <laughs> do kind of whatever the heck they want that, that gives them uh, joy and happiness. And I have to say, I kind of think that's a pretty good arrangement. Yeah, just kind of pretend... Whenever you're out and then when you get home, just go and do the things that you like. I'm sure Jason's going to have a huge butthole uh, stored away somewhere and he'll be doing the thing, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I get Eleanor's apprehension to everything, but that sounded like a good deal. But I mean, Michael is a demon, so whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so they're uh, they're trying to figure this out. They they are going into the clown's mouth and and they want to talk it through. Which of course Michael takes that opportunity to point out the torture of the staircase. Which oh, I love that. <laughs> so they get back there and uh, Tahani's being a pain in the neck. So Eleanor bans her from talking for a hundred hours. Yeah, because she was name dropping too much. Which I this is one of my favorite things that's ever happened in this show. Yes, please. Every name drop, you're banished for talking for 100 hours. And then Jason tells some crazy story about why he trusts guys with bow ties. And uh, then Eleanor smacks a lollipop out of his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love when he flips the lollipop, too, and he grabs it by the side that was just in his mouth and then just puts it in his mouth. (laughs) This kid is such a kid. <laughs> oh, my God. And this is really funny because uh, we're at a time where they don't really know each other a whole lot. I guess I think it was a week. Yeah. So Eleanor's like super just whatever about he's she smacks him. She's like, don't talk to honey. None of this. So it's it's great. <laughs> Has it been 100 hours? <laughs> <laughs> she takes complete control of the situation and they get back out of the clown's mouth and they're, they're still undecided, but they, they want to ask Michael some questions. And he's like, dude, go ahead, ask away. Jason asks a bunch of Jaguar questions, a lot of stupid things. And Janet has a question, which I thought was cool. She says, so wait a second, how many times has this been rebooted in its attempt 802? And she's like, every time a Janet gets rebooted, she gets more social awareness. I must be the most advanced Janet that there's ever been. And she decides to prove it by patting her head and rubbing her belly at the same time. (laughs) I love that. Oh, man. So, uh, Eleanor's playing hardball, threatens not to, uh, to go with, with, uh, my, along with Michael's plan. So he offers the biggest carrot that he could offer. And this is closest that they get to Kevin's 
you know, show breaking revelation from last episode <laughs> is he says, listen, if you guys do this long enough, it's going to take me a while, but I can get you. I'm pretty sure he doesn't guarantee. He says, I'm pretty sure I can get you safe passage to the good place and himself as well. So this is the thing now. They, the, Michael says that he can get them to the good place. This is this is the rallying point. He, he finally found the leverage. All of us get us to the good place, and it's like, what do you mean, you too? He's like, yeah, maybe. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's like, okay. So they all now. This is like now. This is the thing. This is the direction. I never even thought this was going to go. Okay, you're in the bad place. Sorry to break it to you, but now I need you to help me out. Help me against this other demon, and maybe I can get you to the good place. Maybe. Let's let's do this for (laughs) a couple hundred years, and then maybe we can all go. What? That's insane. I don't know. Well, everybody else thinks they got, you know, no better shot. Eleanor is still the skeptic. Big time skeptic of this yeah, whole situation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know what else they can do because Michael can instantly make them forget. There's, They are right. in whatever Chidi's infinite loop with the philosopher. I don't know what it is, but he's saying that he keeps <laughs> going back and back, 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 just keep going back. And it's like, what else you got? You got to try it. Why not? Yeah, and I love how Chidi kind of owns. I don't know if this happened this episode or the last one now that I think about it, but Chidi pretty much owns the fact that he spent his whole life studying moral philosophy and essentially he's been wrong. So he's kind of open to trying something new, which is quite a revelation for this version of Chidi. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's a growth moment for him. For sure. Sometimes the right situation will make you grow like that. Now, the one who's not showing growth in this situation is Tahani because Tahani takes Michael aside and is like, listen, I, I, I am, I do not belong with these people. Okay, these people are not my people. I did wonderful things. And he explains to her why her motivations were wrong. And she's like, but I raised so many billion for charity and blah, 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 blah. And he gets her to see kind of maybe a little bit that she did these things to stay in the spotlight and not be overshadowed by her sister. But she still doesn't believe it. So she wants to speak to his manager, which... (laughs) We know is Sean, and he would ruin the whole thing. So, Michael goes to the one thing that he hasn't pulled out yet with Tahani. Do you want to see how you died? And she gets shown. And she's given a big interview, which she's so proud of, before she goes and does some work in Haiti, only to find out that the interview was offered to Camilla first, and she turned down. And the interviewer only wants to ask her about Camilla. Camilla. And then we find out that Camilla wrote an album three months ago. And instead of having to wait 25 years to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, <laughs> she's getting inducted tomorrow. So, Tahani goes and puts on a cocktail waitress dress, gets in the party, and has it out with her sister. What I love about that interview, the interviewee just totally did not care about Tahani. And they have so much no. in common, and they're both only children. And, oh... Oh yeah! Wait, you're here. Oh, I forgot about you. Uh, just like everybody else. And ah, uh, her face—it's just so much rage hidden behind that accent. Jeez. Yeah. 
<laughs> and she pulls down the statue with a rope, a la pulling down the Saddam Hussein statue uh, when we won the war on terror, apparently, at some point in our country's existence. And she literally, this is my favorite part about the way she dies. Again, very clever writing. She literally dies under the weight of her sister's fate. Ooh. Yep. I like that. It's a giant statue of Camilla. Gold, maybe real gold, who knows, that she pulls down and it falls on her and crushes her. Wow. So, yeah, she finally sees, oh, crap, I had a problem, slash, I have an issue. And Michael's like, listen, I, I just finally came up with it. You guys are like cockroaches, or, or dung beetles, if you prefer, and now I need your help. This is crazy. I don't know that I want to be compared to a cockroach, but it's so fitting that I can't even fight it. I don't think any of them want to be compared to cockroaches. And the great thing is, Michael is so unaware of human perception that he doesn't think this is offensive. Its accuracy outweighs its offensiveness to yeah, him in right. every way. He's like, well, this is literally what I do. I squash you. I squash people sometimes. You're cockroaches. <laughs> So, Eleanor just decides, listen, that's enough of that. I, I got to think about me. This goes back to, you know, every time we see Eleanor rebooted, every time we see the true character of Eleanor before she's influenced by Chidi, it's always Eleanor first. Not part of the team, Eleanor first. And she's like, Janet, get me that train, fill it up with Coke, let's get out of here. And Chidi intercepts her and kind of talks her through it a little bit. And he still hasn't talked her down. But Light kind of dawns on her head and she she goes to Michael and says, hey, um, how many times have we done this? How many times has Chidi not helped me? And the answer was none. Chidi helps every time. And that's why he's the wrench in this whole works because he's the best person. He may have been unable to make decisions, but he's really the best hearted person I know. And that's why he shouldn't be there if it's going to work. We discussed that's this That's kind of right. Yeah. He's good. He's too good. And they're always going to find their way back to each other. And he's always going to help her because, I don't know. He has to. <laughs> it's in his nature. It is literally in his nature to help her. He cannot let her twist in the wind. Because he has to show he's the smartest guy there. This is his expertise. Plus, she is that puppy dog that needs his help. And he knows it. So he cannot not help her. And plus, there's definitely something there. Now we have concrete proof, but on some primal level, there is an attraction between these two. Right? Over the course of eight separate days, but 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Eleanor finally, as she always does, concedes to Chidi's wonderful generous personality and she says all right guys we're gonna do this and i love how they just always go along with what eleanor wants to do she holds all the cards she's and the but she's definitely the leader and now she's even the leader of michael because she says listen okay we will agree to your terms but you have to agree to ours you're taking ethics ethics lessons too and he's like what <laughs> <laughs> but he agrees so going forward they're going to pretend to be ignorant, bad place people. 
have some fun in their own time, but also try and learn to be better people from Chidi, and that includes Michael. So I really want to know what, at this point, watching the first time, I really want to know what an all-powerful being that's been alive for thousands of years makes of human ethics and oh, what man. we've gleaned yeah. in the last couple thousand. It's, it should be interesting. <laughs> oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> so we, we, we get to the reboot. They went back to the frozen yogurt. A lot of things go back to kind of how it was, you know, session one, because apparently uh, Vicky thinks, well, that was the closest. We, we probably had the most success there. Really? The and, closest uh, was attempt number one and nothing. Jeez. All right. Yeah. Well, Michael hey, we're sucks. back there. We're back with the frozen yogurt. We're back with the soulmates. We're doing all that kind of stuff. And... Vicky really just wants the whole thing we realize is she she led the revolt or the the rebellion of the demons, but she just wants to be the star of the show. She puts the good place sash on herself. She sings a song in the opening <laughs> ceremony. They're getting ready for the party that night where she's going to practice another number. And it's really uh, it's really interesting that she didn't make herself in Michael's role, she's still a person in Michael's town. And I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, okay. So she still wants Michael to have the thing, the title of it. The blame. She just wants to be the she star of the show. Oh, the blame. Okay. Well, that's true too. She wants the, she wants to be the star. And then when Sean inevitably finds out, she wants to have the ability to say, I'm just an underling. I was doing what he told me to do, mm -hmm. and that's it. She can cut and run and not be turned into a billion atoms that get sent to the surface of a billion suns. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, meanwhile, uh, the our team, Team Cockroach, is getting together, and they are formulating their plan for the day, and they actually make sure that Janet's on board. And it's a good little loophole that they get on Janet because, basically... She says, I am required to do what people ask of me, but my number one priority is to make humans happy. And since you're the only humans here, your stuff takes priority. So, Janet's on Team Cockroach. Go Team Cockroach! <laughs> From Elon. There we go. Oh, Another great boy. episode of The Good Place. Yeah, this is interesting. And I don't honestly know where season two is going to end up, so I don't know... <laughs> What season three? I don't know, like y'all, what season three is gonna be or what's going on. But right now for season two, I, how is this gonna go, good or bad? I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I I can't wait. <laughs> I well, at least for the first time, them. everybody's on the same team. And again, flipping the show on its head. Yeah. We never know how they're gonna continue making it interesting. But now we've got demons siding with humans to pit themselves against demons and maybe get to the good place in the end who knows but now who knows for the most part i know that everybody's telling the truth for the most That's part true. now i know michael's definitely a demon that these four humans are actually there together to torture each other and now they're going to be on the same side because now you know after the whole season one thing i'm questioning kind of everything but now it's like uh, I can kind of put my, you know, put my eggs in these baskets right now. So I'm OK. You always have to question everything, but you kind of feel like all the cards are on the table at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. After we yeah. saw like Michael hit his wits end a billion times. Here we go. <laughs> all of them together. And I'm Let's ready to do this. All right. Any more thoughts on this episode, gentlemen? No. Um. No, I'm good. I love how Jules always has to decide. 
Yeah. Let me think about. I'm going in my head. I'm going through my head. Everything. Um, We talked about the medium place a little while ago. We have medium place shirts, but that's not about the episode. I don't know. No, but we do. We have merch for this. Go to nerdythingspod.com. Click on merch, and you can buy some of our merch. I think the medium place one is is pretty much where it's at, especially because that's obviously where I belong. So you can go to nerdythingspod.com, find out all about this podcast and all of the other podcasts in the Nerdy Things Podcast network, including the uh, currently running episode of Nerdy Things Podcast, which talks about Ant-Man and the Wasp. And you can find us on social media everywhere at Nerdy Things Pod, as well as this podcast on our discussion group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search Everything is Fine, because that's the name of this podcast. And you can join in our discussion, which is only going to ramp up as we get closer to the premiere of Season 3 on September 27th. Yeah. You can also find us on Instagram at Everything is Fine Podcast. But we love that you found us here. Thank you guys so much, as always, for joining us every Monday on Everything is Fine, a Good Place podcast. And we hope that you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.